Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'll tell you about critics. They're not always right, you know. And I'll tell you another thing. When Cats opened on Broadway, the stage musical, it didn't get very good reviews. Oh, hello, 40 years later. Cats! Meow! Meow! Welcome to, what is this called? Our Week with Cats, a limited-run podcast series from the fellas who brought you the worst idea of all time. Guy Montgomery, Tim Bat here. We've taken it upon ourselves to enjoy the tail end of an incredibly short cinematic New Zealand release of the $100 million film by Tom Hooper, Cats, the Broadway musical. We've just seen it for the first time. We've been listening to the soundtrack on the way home. We banned ourselves from talking about it in the car, so what you are getting is the fresh meat. The juicy, virginal thoughts of these two movie guys who have just seen getting, it for the first time. You're getting a little wet food here. Yes. This isn't just kibble. Mm. This is uh you know, this is high end cat food. And what a uh what a film. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna stress as well, because this isn't always the case. Guy and I are stone cold sober. And we were giggling like little schoolgirls in that cinema. Not throughout, but man, there's bits that just fucking get you. Yeah, it's a, it is a high-end, upscale romp through the streets of London town, as represented by a sort of ragtag group of cats, I would say varying size, which is true, but also... On a sliding scale of, there's no size. consistent the the physics rule off. And you know what? Why bother? Nah. At this at this point, Tim, why would you bother? Because I like I like a I like some consistent universe. You know, I like me some consistent universe for us to play what, in. There's, what's what is more consistent than saying there are no rules? I guess I guess that's true. But you got to have some. When you're turning very famous people into different famous cats, you got to have something to grab well, hold of. And one of those things should be a consistent size of the characters that no, we're trying to emotionally yeah. connect with on screen. Are they the size of rats, as suggested in the scene where we are dancing atop rail tracks? Yeah. Or are they the size of even larger than cats, as displayed in some other scenes when they're in the theatre, playing on the stage? That yeah, because the the theater is advertised from the outside as a theater for humans. But when you put the cats in but there, but everything's <laughs> named after cats too. <laughs> that looks like a theater the Egyptian, for cats. 
that it's the milk bar is the bar they go to. Like, what is this world where everything is built for humans, but actually it's built for humans who want to live as cats? And we do see one human. Early on, a, a human drops off a cat who turns out to be the lead. I need to get a list of character names Victoria, up. Victoria, what yeah. did you think of her? I thought... Think of her. She was fantastic. Yeah, Vanessa something. Uh, is she? She's a new discovery, right? I believe so. I'm not I, sure I mean, amongst prior. the absolute fucking madness that is unspooling around <laughs> her and in front of any audience, uh, she's holding it together. She turns in a pretty strong performance. Um, and, I mean, bear in mind, I'm pretty sure that they would have had these performers in motion capture suits to make sure that all of the dance moves that were so carefully choreographed are captured accurately. It seems to me the technology they used to transpose their human faces onto the bodies of these cats was that uh, filter you can use when you go to Instagram stories <laughs> and you just take a photo of your face and you sort of just, you know, with your thumbs shrink it until it uh, looks kind of like it fits on the body. So you've cracked on to quite... This is the 80-20 problem, right? You can get 80% of the results of the movie Cats by spending 20% of the budget. <laughs> like that, it's, that Instagram filter will get you a surprisingly close amount of the way to the way that it looks in Cats. The only, but to get that final little yeah. bit that they got in Cats, which is not nailing it, but just that little bit more, that'll cost you $100 million. The, yeah. The only time... The part I think that they spent a lot of money on was the top of the heads. Sometimes the cats would look down at the ground and you'd see the top of their heads yes and when you'd see that you'd think wow looks like a cat and then (laughs) it would look back up and you think no that's a person the other piece of technology or i mean (laughs) because you were telling me halfway through the movie there was some sort of furore around dame judy dench's hands there's two versions of the film that has been played at cinemas there is the first version okay so this is actually pretty fucking cool tom hooper was apparently working on this film to such a late extent that he was working on the visual effects like days before it was released you into wouldn't, cinemas. You wouldn't know it to see it. And you can so sense the panic, but not the execution. The, the panic is written on the walls. <laughs> it is everywhere in this film. You feel panicked watching it. You feel the director going, Oh my god, 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 oh um, there's a version that went through where the visual effects weren't completely finished and the way that you can tell which one you watch because they rushed a new version of the film to cinemas after its initial release which never happens and apparently the way that you <laughs> it can it can't be cheap <laughs> it cannot be cheap <laughs> you're dead right um, the way that you can tell which version you're watching is apparently Judy Dench's what watch her wristwatch which she wore on set i guess oh, which she wasn't supposed to is clearly visible and i like i i thought that we were watching the initial one i was very excited about it um because you can see her like some of them have cat-ish hands. no no none of them do it seems like from afar they do maybe it's just some of the women have long the, nails the like only paws. point at which they even approach the idea that these cats have paws and not human hands is when taylor swift uh does that she puts her claws out but otherwise these are these are the hands of the actors they have put no time money effort or energy into turning them into cat it's i feel like they were furry at some points maybe they weren't maybe that's just me no it was i'm projecting what i thought should have happened and that's totally fair enough (laughs) i um yeah I, i found myself not super early on that jellical cat's opening number 
is a fucking ripper. Yeah, it's slaps, it's, bro. It's really, really fun. So, actually, can we before we go any further, can we just set the scene a little bit? So, Guy and I rock up to... It's, it's, so, the way that works in the Southern Hemisphere is Christmas and New Year's and summer all coincide. So, everyone takes the first two to three weeks of January off, if possible, and they go to the beach or just wherever. So, we're coming into a period where every everything's pretty slow living, the sun is out, people don't really want to go to the flicks. And we were expecting an empty cinema, 3.30 in the afternoon. It's not. Three quarters full? A little over half full? It was, re- by what I was visualizing, it was reamed. It was, yeah. We are absolutely swimming in people. and Average re- age? Well, there was a bit of range, but, you know, I'd say aver- on average you're looking at 60? Upwards, I'd say. Average age, I'd, I'd Seventy. We were sort of. Odd. We were about five rows down, and there were pe- people all the way up behind us. But there was only two people in front of us, and one of them was this old boy who was drumming through the entire. Was musical. he? Yeah, he was like sick, slapping the slapping the um arms that on the real chair, old dude, slapping his legs. Fuck yes. Occasionally he'd get into it and he'd, he'd tap on his partner's leg to be like, "Ooh, I'm in the pocket, babe." That's me, bro. Uh, it's me in 50 years. It was it was really fun to watch, but yeah, it was it was old. Um, we were one of only four males in this very packed cinema. So the other the other one was this old guy who I would put at about 80, <clears throat> and the other and fuck, I felt for him. Um, a grandson who would have been probably eight years old. <laughs> he was trying his best, but he was just bored out of his fucking mind. Yeah, he was... Started uh, running about, doing some cool shit on the seats. Honestly, I get it. Ooh. I... Um, they make, and this cannot, the, the, the blame for this cannot be laid at the feet of Tom Hooper or whoever wrote the adapted screenplay for Cats, but they really drop you in it and they don't give you a lot of context clues or time to um, find your bearings and really, you know, insert yourself into the story. They say, here's a cat who's been kicked out of home for reasons unknown. And well, she's a little kitten, isn't she? She's an unwanted little kitten, which is why she's in a burlap sack. Well, I'd say this, Tim. It's impossible to tell because she is the same size as all of the other cats. Got very confusing because you're like, that's a hot cat. And then you're like, oh, gross. I shouldn't say that. She's so young. And then you go, oh, wait a minute. She's a cat. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. Is, what is happening here? Some of the cats are fucking sexy. Some of the cats are <laughs> Also very down to fuck. Idris Elba? Idris Elba. When he takes his coat off? Oh my God. (laughs) He's like, there's a point. He's so naked. He's so hyper naked. Yeah, it's crazy. And there's a point just before that, which is the the railway cat called Skimbleshanks. All of the cats have been prancing around. You think, this is fine. This is normal. And then the railway cat fucking kicks in the door and he's wearing tap pants. shoes. He's wearing tap shoes and he's wearing trousers with uh like the overalls essentially. And if he's wearing overalls, that means all of the other cats are naked. Absolutely. And then you're like, okay, so there can be nudity in the cat community. And then Idris Elba shows up wearing nothing at all. And you're like, my f- but, but none of them are wearing anything. He's just somehow super naked. The rest of them are kind of naked. Because there's they they uh there's tone. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. Human tone. Can should have a six pack. He's got a six pack, and you can see the tone on his arms. And Taylor Swift also they made a buxom cat. Otherwise, yeah. they didn't really uh dabble with 
bosom. But yes. Taylor Swift, I don't know if it was in the contract. I but- feel like that was in the contract for sure. And I think there's probably a very fine documentary which would be infinitely more profitable about the contract negotiations <laughs> that existed between the A-list stars agents and the producers of this fine film. But they, they yeah, so they really drop you in it. You've got this cat, this kitten who's lost, is sort of uh, immediately surrounded and then loosely befriended by the jellical cats. And it just the jellical, of course, we yeah. all know what that is. The jellical cats, uh, jellical cats, and it just fucking marches ahead without pausing for anyone who didn't get on the train. And it's song after song, it's nonsense, and they introduce all variety of cats, all yeah. sorts of different cats. And at the end of every song, I found myself praying, begging, even though I knew I was watching a musical. No more songs. No, just give you me. You were exhausted <laughs> by the me, songs, eh? Just give me. A minute of people saying, hey, well, let's go into this building for this reason. It's just nonsense. Just song after song after song after song. And of of course, some of the songs are fun, but some of the songs suck. Yeah, a lot of them do. And it just, it's like, it's... um. It just go. It just goes. It, you you got to give it this. <laughs> Fuck it. It puts the throttle down and it just goes. And then people show up out of nowhere. Real celebrities show up in cat suits on the streets of London, shrunken down to whatever size, whatever size the scene requires, and they just sing whatever the fuck they're told. It's it is a wild, <laughs> wild ride. Um, let me say this: Reba Wilson, terrible. <laughs> Yeah, a terrible performance through and through. She was bad at the songs, bad at the acting. Mm. Wasn't landing the jokes. Uh, she was given pretty dire jokes. All of her jokes were like, "Look what the cat dragged in," or, or you yeah. know, like they were all not even cat puns. Cat just got your tongue. Cat idioms. That's and- silly. What, what is this word? Like, fuck. Think about it, guys. That saying doesn't exist here. This, God damn it. This- you know who I wanted to hate more but couldn't? James Corden. He kind of pulled it off. Yeah, but th- this movie is perfect for you to enjoy James Corden because the entire thing is so ridiculous and farcical. It's and it Im- does make fun of him the entire it's duration. It's Im- impossible to earnestly kind of enjoy it. And so you see him kind of like performing to the appropriate level of the musical. And you're oh, yeah, you're, you get it. Like yeah, if, yeah. If the cast, you're, yeah, you get you get what yeah. this is. This is nothing. Hard out. And so that is in and of itself enjoyable. He probably... He got the tone about right. Jennifer Hudson brings the house down. Like, she's incredible, but she's in a different movie in yeah, this movie. But I will say this. When she performed Moonlight, so there's a Moonlight reprise early where mm. the young Victoria cat hears, um, what's the name of Jennifer Hudson's cat? Grizabella. Mm. Uh, the glamour puss. Yeah, the glamour puss who's sort of been cast aside by the Jellicle cats because... She signed with McCavity, who's Idris Elba, who's, oh, who's the why? villainous cat. Yeah, so that's why. why she's sort of been shunted to the fringes of society because she she she's sort of faded glory. And yeah, she hung out with the wrong cat. But she sings a reprise of uh, Moonlight or Memories, and you, I was like, oh my god! And then it doesn't get to the big bit, and I was like, oh, that means we've got it to look forward to. And then at the tail end of the film, ultimately there is, uh, I guess they kind of fell on a message. Like it is, her character has a redemption arc. And uh, yes. through Victoria, all of the Jellicle cats understand the idea of mistakes made and forgiven. But she comes back and fucking rips yeah, memories. And all of the hairs on my body stood up on end. Pure goosebumps. When yeah, the, when the big drop in comes in, I'm like, yeah. the oh. That one that's in the trailer. You'll know it if you've yeah, seen it. Yeah, it's yeah. that one. 
But it's, you know. And I knew got, it would do it too. You got $100 million, and I kind of, I'm loath to bring it up, but take the, the dribble out of Blowy Nose, man. It's right, it's right you thought, there. What, you, think got, they, you think they missed that? You don't think that was a creative decision? We got an ECU. We're right up in there. It's a big screen that we're in. It's no, the cinema. That, that, like, can we just get some mat on there? I that? liked it. It communicated emotion. It did, but you can do that with a tear. It's just, if I found well, it. Maybe it's more get to caught, me. A tear would get caught at the first hurdle, right in the fur. You ever seen a cat cry, Tim? I haven't seen a cat, like, snot itself either, though, you know? Well, you need to look a little closer. Maybe I do. And I guess that was the moral of the story. Now... What was it all about? So the Jellico cats are ostensibly a cult of cats that yeah. sort of worship at the foot of Dame Judy Dench, whose character is Old Deuteronomy. And every year, I'm guessing, yep. Old Deuteronomy gathers all the cats, they perform for her leisure, and then she picks one of them to go to heaven, maybe. They go to a place <laughs> called the Heavy Side Layer, H E A V I Layer. I don't know. I don't know. And then it's revealed what that entails in the movie. Because, you know, this is what I was saying before in the, in the preamble. Is that, preamble, oh, please. Preamble, sorry. You're right. I did fuck that up. Um, film is so literal. So in the musical, it's kind of like you can sort of take it as, as visual metaphor because of the limitations of what you can do on a theater stage. But here you see, um, what's the cat called again that gets picked? Jennifer Hudson's cat. Grizabella. Grizabella go away in a hot air balloon and just disappear into the sky. And you're like, I don't think she's going to heaven. I think she's going to die in that hot air balloon. And I think that Judy Dench has been lying to all these cats and just sending them one by one off on a balloon annually. Yeah. Why are these cats so obsessed with magic, guy? There's two magical cats out of a cast of about 10 cats. (laughs) One of them's real good at magic and one of them is pretty good at magic. Yeah, but they uh, with with the confidence of the other cats, Mister Mistopheles, who is played by Laurie Davidson. I could not, for the life of me, figure out. I don't know who that is. What I'd seen Laurie Davidson in, and even now that I look at his filmography, I still cannot. I really liked him though. He was good. I thought he was good. Uh, yeah, and Idris Elba's cat, cat McCavity has uh, sort of dark magic on mm. his side. But yeah, they they all they they perform their songs and dances. He's a Satanist, and it's a really great device by which you can just literally do whatever the fuck you want. You say this cat works on a train, and yep. then a cat comes and in. We hear a song about that, and sings a song about. And then you pick a size, and you pick a song, <laughs> and then you're away for four minutes. That's a scene. Yeah, and this, I mean, it's I could see how this would work as a musical. I could also see how this would work if you were watching it on hallucinogens. Yeah, but in the cold light of day on the big screen. There is no engine, unless you love the song, there's no engine through which you can make it to the end of the movie. That's, that's what I thought. Mm. And it's like, it is, it is staggering to think, to look at the scale of it and I how know. rich every shot was and how they'd filled out everything. It is mind-blowing to think how many people worked so <laughs> fucking hard and they must have just been doing it, laboring under the delusion that someone knew that this would turn out okay. That there was someone in charge who was going to pull all of these loose strands together and send out something that resembled a finished product. It's but, old Deuteronomy sending you off on a hot air balloon when you think you're going to reach heaven, you know? Truly, everyone must have been toiling away, like working their ass off. 
And to to what end, Tim? I keep coming back to the editors who just must have spent so much time with this footage that you'd lose the wood for the trees. And you're like, is this, is this, because at one point, you know, you get a whole, you get all this footage and you're like, okay, I guess we're going to cut this thing up. We're going to figure this out. And I think with any film, you don't really know what you're dealing with until you're about sort of like 85% done. And then you're like, this is what the thing is. But the whole time the editors must've just been like, they would have got to a point eventually and been like, oh fuck, I don't think this is anything. No, but that's, I feel maybe they were led astray because surely this would be one of the easier movies to make if you're just adapting a stage play or you're mm. adapting from a, a pre-existing text if you get lost you just look at the thing that you're copying and yeah you're, oh yeah it's just this i guess so, so but you're also going but this is a movie so there are some things that need at, to yeah, be different so i feel like no the, one did at, i feel like at the end of it everyone was quietly saying to each other this should this this shouldn't be a movie this this should just have stayed on the stage yeah. but i mean they've spent 100 million dollars at that point <laughs> what are you going to do you're going to send out the wrong fucking version of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that it was the wrong version, guy, because at the time, that was the film. And then it got so much flack that Tom Hooper was like, I know what will fix this. We'll oh digitally remove Judy Dench's wristwatch. That will save this <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah, I agree. Judy Dench's wristwatch is kind of ruining the rest of the movie. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. 
Then there are moments where the, the cast, which I like when they're doing musicals, they really physically represent how hard everyone's worked. By, you know, that at the end of the big song and dance numbers, almost in the realm of the film, and so mm. the cats are exhausted yeah. and they're realising that they're putting on this performance. They all sort of lie on the floor and they're heavy breathing, you know, as you'd see in a musical. And if you see that in a musical... What you are compelled to do is clap yes. and sort of you go, we see. Did you see the little kid did it? Oh, I didn't. It was toward the end. It was one of the, I think it was, I can't remember what the song was. It was yeah, I don't know. But you, and the, that seven-year-old, he knew his cue. Yeah, yeah. No one joined so, him. I was like, you fucking hero. That's, you what, get it. that's what you're compelled to do. But in a movie theater, and when they haven't inserted anything to create a transition, and you're just watching these celebrities Panting. Panting as cats. <laughs> yeah. And you can't applaud it. You're just left there being, all you want to do is just break the silence and say, what the, f-? you know, like, just so that there's a sense of community in the room. So everyone in the room at the same time can say, this is anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't, you just sit there and politely go, well, I guess there's another song coming up. You I see, wonder where the next cat's from. This is the kind of Nasser? film. That makes you want to nudge a person you've never met before who's sitting next to you in the theatre and go, you seeing this yeah, shit? Absolutely. One bit where I nudged Guy was um, when we were first introduced to Sir, Knight of the Realm, Ian McKellen. <laughs> and he is a dishevelled, old, faded star of the stage a theatre cat, cat. Called Gus. And our introduction to him is he's behind a backstage curtain just licking a puddle. And I said to Guy, I don't like this. I do not like seeing Serena McKellen lapping water from a puddle. Yeah. As soon as you consider the titles that these some of these performers have in the real world, mm. it does go from being a, a bit of a lark to something quite quite debasing. I liked seeing when Dame Judi Dench and Sir Ian McKellen would make eye contact as their characters because yes. I'd be like... They were doing that as characters, but they were also doing it as performers. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what I thought too. Whenever they shared a moment on screen, it was like, those two fucking get it. They're having a chat in their trailers afterwards over a a finger of whiskey or two. They know what they've got themselves into. Oh, my word. Um, That's the beauty of being so famous and having such an incredible career and being a little bit older that you can grab hold of one of these and be like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Hey? This is... (laughs) I can't believe... Like, (laughs) why didn't you say yes? I said yes because you said... They told me you would already say but they told me. Ah, they got us again. They got swindled. I think that's how they pulled this together as well. I reckon they told everyone that they had signed everyone else and everyone just... Hollywood sign. churns these movies, though. I guess it makes sense. There's a certain amount of celebrity or cachet attached to a project, and they approach you, and you think, I mean... You want to do cats? Independently, each of those person might make a bad decision in their career. Yeah. But critical mass, mm-hmm. there's no way all of them are making that same bad decision simultaneously. This is a risk-free project. I'm in. And Cat sort of illuminates what happens when all of those stars guess wrong yeah. on the same project. And it is, that is fun. It's like um, pumping and dumping a stock in the stock market. It's like, this seems like junk, but a lot of people are jumping in on it. And I don't understand why, but I cannot miss out on this. And they all hurried in and it was worthless just as they suspected. 
I tell you what threw me, and this is again like a kind of breaking of the rules of the universe they created. All the other characters this doesn't happen with, but with Rebel Wilson, was showing her form, and she's naked like all the other cats, and that's fine. And then she unzips her skin to reveal not only another skin, but a dress and then a skin. And it's fucking creepy. And I hated it. She does it twice. Yeah, it does. She does it once as a plot device to escape being chained up, tightly bound to a pillar on a ship. Because that old McCavity is trapped her there using his Satan magic. That's right. And she zips off her apparently constantly wearing top layer, which looks like the normal cat skin everyone else has. Fuck, man. You got to pick some rules and lay them down and stick to them. I, I, I mean... Yes, I feel ordinarily yes, but this movie to me does exist outside of anything. The norms. It's I, I think I can support. I didn't enjoy all of it, but I can support every decision that was made in this movie because it is it is it's literally. You go, yeah. Why? You know, it's like a night out when it's just all gone to shit, and you're thinking, yeah, of course. You throw down. Eh? That's a good. <clears throat> that's a really good point. What because. It is one of those nights. It's like, you know, the car's blown up. You've scuffed your favorite pants. They're a light color. That's not coming out. You know, you got overcharged at the bar for the dinner. And if you if you have a mindset where you keep a tally of all these negative things, then all you're going to see is negative things. But if you go, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all part of tonight, isn't it? That's of course. All, yeah, it's yeah. all right. You say, of course. And then all of a sudden it becomes this, sort of elevated experience. It's not just, you know, uh, an accumulation of bad events. You've got to sit a little above small it. Small frustrations. Eh? You look at it and you go, this is incredible. Yes. What is the likelihood of this? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I really liked it. Occasionally they do a bit, or they did it early. I didn't really repeat it until t- at the very end, which we'll talk about, but they'd get the cast of cats. All of them would be looking at you. Yeah. It was when they first discovered Grizabella outside of the um, Egyptian. And it's after they've done a big song and dance number. And it, as an audience member, it feels like there's about sort of... as Most of the ensemble and a few of the famous people, are, they're all barreling the camera. They're I did all, not notice that. They're all did looking, they break the fourth? They're all looking right at you. I thought and you're didn't... sitting there. <laughs> and usually in cinema, they are looking at you. But in, in this instance, it really felt like <laughs> I was looking at them. And I was like, yep. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I know this runs for 111 minutes, and we've only been here for 25. It was a plea for help, silently but screaming. Then the, the camera, the camera swivels around, and it shows that they were actually looking at Jennifer Hudson Grizabella, mm. who then sort of scuttles off, and we had told her backstory. But then at the end of the movie, they do it again, where one of the cats barrels the camera. Dame Judy Dench, and or Deuteronomy. It's Dame Judy Dench. She sent Jennifer Hudson. Off to fucking die of lack of oxygen in a hot air balloon. <laughs> the heavy lay aside. And uh, that's got to be an anagram for something. She bells the camera and she says, Well, you've seen all sorts of cats. I bet you've learned something. Cats aren't dogs. You think he's making it up. That's what she says. <laughs> and she said, What is it? The line is something like, um, one thing to allow your memory to jog, a cat is most certainly not a dog. It's like, that's fucking lazy rhyming scheme, first of all. The lyrics are terrible to so many of these songs. Andrew Lloyd Webber is a mistakenly celebrated lyricist. 
He's, he's just, so bad at it. He's he's not. The, is he the lyricist? I think. Oh, maybe he just does the music. Is I don't it know. a guy called Tim Rice? I'm gonna look up who did the book. As you were though, you know Tim Rice should have partnered up with Tim Curry. And we're cooking. <laughs> Judy Dench barrels the camera <laughs> and delivers this lesson to you. Because the whole movie, you're like, okay, I guess each of these characters has a human trait they're representing. We have the dark side of human nature and McCavity, the evil Satanist magician cat. We have the kind of... Um, the underdog weakling, but then with the power of community turned strong hero cat and Mr. Mistopheles. We've got this kind of pure, young, um, pure sexy of heart, cat. confusingly sexy cat, Victoria. But then Judy Teacher's like, no, 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 it's not a metaphor. It's about cats. <laughs> and now we're going to, our final number that we will sing to you is how you should treat your cat at home. First, you take your hat off to them, then you bow, and then you give them a plate of milk, and then give them a treat, which might be caviar. You should ask the cat what they're into, <laughs> and then call the cat by its name, roll credits. <laughs> yeah. And they do. All and of the just, cats, at, by this point, it's no longer nighttime in London, Cat Town. It's the morning, and she looks down upon the uh, ensemble, and they scatter. As though gone for another year. They're the borrowers. I mean, to be fair, (laughs) do you think in this cinematic universe, ordinary cats also exist? (laughs) And so they're the mutants who like exist between cats and humans, and that's why they shield. Like that's why they can't be observed by humans. Okay, humans know about cats. They know about humans. They do not know about this crossbreed. One cat got caught, and that's Victoria, which is why these owners were like, "I don't know what the fuck yeah. this is, but it is not staying in I'm the house." I'm not taking it to the government. We're not holding on to it. It's not going to the SPCA. It's going on the fucking street. Yeah, because whatever happens, we're attached to it. So we need before anyone sees us with this cat, we've got to get rid of it. I mean, that to me is the, that is what is logical. Cats don't eat cockroaches, do they? Not that I know of. I really liked that little, uh, the cockroach tattoo. That was a Rebel Wilson's... Like a military tattoo. Her cat, who's called a a Gumby cat. uh, And the Gumby cat's name, what was it again? It's Jenny and... Jenny and... Oh, Jenny Jenny and Dots. Jenny and Dots. She... She sort of is, I guess, being teased for being a layabout and she sort of lounges around at home, but she's not been idle. She actually has taught some mice how to sing and all the other cats take this information as read. Do not attempt to eat the mice. And then they're all kind of indifferent as though, (laughs) in fact, I believe Jason Derulo's cat says... It's kind of old-fashioned, don't you think? <laughs> he takes the, the song shoot. and dance with the, the, the old, mice. The old-fashioned nature. And then she has these cockroaches perform a military tattoo, which is like a marching band. And then these cockroaches are sort of also anthropomorphized, so they have human faces and appear to have emotions and hopes and dreams of their own. <laughs> and they're performing for her. I think this is the song and dance number that she's hoping that will win her the Jellical Cat Contest. And as they're performing, she starts just picking them off and eating them. Yeah. And they don't appear to grow more nervous. They just sort of accept it as par for the course. But, I mean, that was a bit of fun. And yes, it also leads me to... I do want to talk about Jason Derulo as the... Um, How gutted were you that at no um, point through the movie he said, Jason Derulo. If they wouldn't have fun with it, they could have just had him say, Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. But he has... 
one of the worst songs. It's all about how he's a fucking menace. Yeah. It's like, it's pretty much, he's singing from the perspective of a toddler. He goes, when I'm inside, I want to be outside. When I'm outside, I want to be inside. It's insane. The lyrics are fucking atrocious. I'm a living nightmare. He does, however, have a real scene-stealing moment, which is down to performance and not casting. Much later on, when Mr. Mistopheles is trying to perform a magic trip trick to uh, conjure the return of Old, Old Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy who is also at this point has been stolen by McCavity and has been kept on this boat with some of the other cats who were performing in the, the big jellical ball. Uh, he, he's like trying as hard as he can and everyone's getting around Mr. Mistopheles and saying, you're a fucking, you're a legend, man. You got magic, you can do it. You and he, got this, He champ. keeps trying and it doesn't happen. They sing another big verse and he tries and it doesn't happen. And they sort of get this cutaway of Jason Derulo doing this face, which is like, this is <laughs> not good. <laughs> and it got a big laugh out of you. Yeah. It got a laugh. It got a titter from the, the wider cinema. I felt like we were laughing at the offbeats. Yes. I hope yeah. we didn't detract from the enjoyment of the, the cats <clears throat> diehards. We really, I think we went in there with a respectful attitude, trying not to kill it for people who were there to, you know, enjoy this movie as it was supposed to be enjoyed. The thing is, right, this is another thing I hate about Andrew Lloyd Webber. I don't hate all his musicals, but I hate cats. The first notes you hear in this whole movie, this shitty synth, like real shitty synth, like a 30... That's the fucker. That's good, because that's like uh, knockoff funhouse music. Yeah. That's what you hear when you go to an agricultural fair and there's a haunted house and you walk in and that's the music they're playing. They bought it for one twenty nine off whatever that website is where you can buy stock music. <laughs> yeah. That's what that is. And it sets the tone perfectly. Because you're in this glossy, hyper-real sort of version of London. But everything else has got like a brass band and there's real instrumentation and it's big. Because that's the thing. They ram so much dumb shit down your throat successfully. The story is stupid. The songs are stupid. The lyrics are stupid. The characters are so stupid and one-dimensional. But because you have this like chorus of song and unison from talented performers and it's backed up by this huge band you get swept up in it but when you take it back to some shithouse funhouse mirror it's like well now we don't have anything at all and that's the first thing you're greeted with and i was like oh no this is gonna i thought it's i thought it set the tone well because i was like i mean it was honest i was like and it's off yeah it's off it's off you're off balance from the jump yeah and I love that. It just sets you up. Like, it set me up to be really depressed and annoyed. Yeah, that's not how you second. want to enter, a, enter no. a film. It does give you a few reset points. It does really lag at some moments. Mm. But because of the pace and the sheer number of characters who are be- being introduced in the variety of songs, you at least, you know, it's like watching a lineup show of comedians where you're mm. like, well, you might not like this one. Yeah. But there's another thing just around the corner. So. Yeah. I, mean, I say that now. This is our first screening. Um, <laughs> I'd like to ask you, Tim, and I will ask you this daily. Uh, the, the entire movie or musical does hinge on the, the notion of this jellical ball and Dame Judi Dench's, you know, jellical choice. And so I'd turn to you today and ask you, who was your jellical choice? Jennifer Hudson, whatever that Grisa- one's called. Grisabella. Grisabella. The same as Dame Judi. Yeah. And, what, and why? 
whilst James Corden, hate him as I do, I think picked the tone correctly in terms of just the right amount of silliness, but also kind of buy-in, you know, I think he got that mix right. Jennifer Hudson overshot that fucker, like seeing someone fuck up a motorcycle ramp trick where they don't land on the the like landing strip. They're just they're over the car park. Yeah, yeah. She shot it with emotion, and I was there for it, man. Yeah, it felt very real. And I know that Jennifer Hudson, Hudson, God bless her, she's got a lot of um, tragedy in her life to draw upon, and I, I felt like I, you know, got privy to that. She was using it in the performance. Um, that's beautiful. I also think she had a leg up because her character, her cat, is one of the only ones who's imbued with any, like, there's, it's very challenging to form emotional investment in the other cats just because they come and they go. They're not tethered to any sense of reality, but we constantly see her being bullied sad, by mournful. the other cats and sad. And so to see a, that redemption. It was your jellical choice. Uh, it's got to be Skimble Shanks, the railway cat. <laughs> the cat that reminded us they should all be wearing pants. Not for that. I mean, that was a fun wrinkle, but just out of nowhere, a breath of fresh air when I needed it comes in. Everyone's like, who's next? And then no one seems to know who this cat is. Yeah. But everyone loves him. Yes. He comes in in his tap shoes. He's got a ginger twiddly moustache. Yeah, he starts fucking marching around the, the, the hall telling everyone about how he works at the railway, and everyone's like, okay. <laughs> and then he keeps going. He really whips everyone into a frenzy. Fuck yeah. He takes everyone to the train. He does. I mean, that's a fun guy. He gets everyone to his workplace. Yeah. Clean linen, beds are made, and he goes, fuck, get in there, muck around, yeah. have a bit of a laugh. The song rips. Yeah, it's good. He gets He's everyone. Tap he gets, He's got a tap dancing he Everyone break. tap dancing on the railway. At one point, they're bigger than usual. At another point, they're smaller <laughs> than usual. And then he leaves. He doesn't expect anything from it. Well, actually, by the end of that, I was going to go and nudge you and say, it's got to be this guy. But then fucking McCavity, he does this crazy dance move at the end where he starts twirling. And I honestly thought he'd won because he was twirling. Same. And I thought, he was ascending. I thought, yeah, I thought he was ascending. Like Dame Judi Dench is only a vessel through which you know a higher being makes their selection, but it was actually McCavity and some of his dark magic, and he, he eventually winds up on this cruise ship on the River Thames. It's not a cruise ship. It's a sort of run-down tugboat. But um, he, was a, he was a sensation, and he's got to be my jellical choice. And I do feel sort of the power to, 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 to make that, because I do – I feel like a jellical cat, and I will say this to you too. I don't know or presently think that you, you actually have what it takes to be – a jellical cat. Having just seen cats, I'm fucking fine with that today. Can I ask you a question? This is going to put you on the spot a little bit, but this came to me during the movie, and I'd like to ideally ask you, or maybe the guest each episode, can you think of a more inappropriate text to adapt to film than cats? Uh, what is a film? Or not a film. What is something that just it doesn't have the legs? I'll wait. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to. Name a less dynamic duo. I'll wait. <laughs> uh, I, I am, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. I'm thinking, um, I saw Alf the Musical on Broadway once, but you that, was, a, that was a thing. That was an instance of the wrong order. Where Alf with an A. No, Alf no, the no, cat no, eating no. alien. 
Elf, Will Ferrell Elf. Oh, okay. But okay, uh, okay. that should have stayed as a movie, which is not an answer to your question. I mean, as it stands... No, that is I, the question. Can I come back tomorrow? No. I'm actually not going to end the podcast until you can give me an answer of what a more inappropriate text to adapt a film would be. Do you have one in mind? No. And you've known this question for I, what? An I, hour, an I'll, hour and a half Yeah, now? totally. I'll, I'll, I'll try and think of one if you want, but I wanted to throw it to you today. Do you uh, want me to try and think of one? I, I just find it really challenging. I would say... Do you know um, what? Ironically, I was going to say the Bible, <laughs> but then Andrew Lloyd Webber made Jesus Christ Superstar, which then was also made into a film. I think uh, Sex in the City 2. <laughs> I think Sex in the City 2, you know, within my immediate mental reach, is something that would probably play... Should not have been made into a movie? Oh, God damn it. I keep reverse it, reversing yeah, it. you are. Well, it shouldn't be what made is, into a musical what is for some, a start. What is something that exists in the world that would be a more inappropriate choice to be adapted to film than Cats was? Okay, I got one. The Edmunds Cookbook. <laughs> Fuck, no, actually, I could see that really working. Turned into a movie? Yeah, because... Well, yeah, yeah, because it would be the t- it'd be like a Julie and Julia thing. It'd be like telling the story of a, I don't know, an intergenerational story of some parent passing down these recipes with this cookbook that's in every New Zealand home, produced by a baking soda company. Yeah, going through telling the stories of their youth. It's ballpark. I feel like we should try and. I mean, I don't know enough music. All right, I got try one. and keep it to musicals. Oh, okay. I mean, it's tough going out there. I don't know enough about musicals. I think musicals is too hard. I was going to say the instruction manual for a Weber barbecue would be quite hard to adapt to film. Yeah. I think that would be it would be worse. That would be worse cats, than Cats. Cats is bad. But it's but better it would, than a film adaption of the instruction manual to a Weber barbecue. Undeniably. And it's also... Not not fun. We're going to revisit that question on the coming days as we spend a week with cats. Thank you so much for joining us on this first outing. Guy, you got anything you need to squeeze in there before we not at all. send this great first episode on the hot air balloon that is Dame Judy Dench's lie to the rest of the Jellico cult? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, safe to say that was uh, episode meow. Join us tomorrow for episode... Meow meow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.